It's Gordon Duncan from Clyde One Super Scoreboard here You're about to listen to me bang on about Scottish football For the next hour and a half or so But before we get to that, let me remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Golden Goals is absolutely flying now Well over £20,000 in the cash pot If you've not heard about this yet Where on earth have you been? Every time Celtic or Rangers score We're going to throw cash into the jackpot And one lucky person wins the lot At the end of the season You could do so much with this money It's enough for a deposit on a house You could buy yourself a brand new car Gordon DL mm-hmm. I don't even want to know What you would spend the money on mm-hmm. Mark Wilson You like the finer things in life You would make sure it went to good use Yes I'm absolutely sure However I think we're glad It wasn't around in your day Can you imagine every time Daniel Kuzan dragged you up and down that touchline Every whoa, time whoa, Kenny whoa, Miller whoa. out jumped you at the back post <laughs> Kerching Kerching yeah. Kerching it That's would have been unfair. But anyway If you want to win this huge cash prize Currently sitting over £20,000 Then you have to enter That number That 20 grand Is going to go up and up and up Till the end of the season Now to get involved You need to text GOAL to 61025 So get your phone out Write the word GOAL G-O-A-L And send it to the number 61025 I'm proper patronising you With the instructions there It's like speaking to Hugh Keevans Working the Nokia Anyway Text costs £2 Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com The lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day But don't hang around until then Just text GOAL to 61025 0141 951 1025 It's time to talk football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As the start of Old Firm Week, there are reports Alfredo Morelos could be an injury concern for Rangers. Stevie Clark says he's ready to rotate his Scotland squad for tomorrow's friendly with Austria. And it was a big weekend in the SPFL with a title win for Kelty and Kelly taking a significant step towards one of their own. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans. I think we win quite comfortably. In Austria tomorrow I give you that flawless prediction For one simple reason I don't think the Austrian players Care one jot About playing a friendly A matter of days after being knocked out of the World Cup The manager's announced his resignation Only 2,000 people have bought tickets for the match Steve Clark may very well rotate the side But even those who come in I think will be far more enthusiastic than Austria. And then we can get that out of the way and talk about what everyone really wants to talk about, which is Hydrox on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting week coming up for a number of reasons, Cammy. And a big weekend down the divisions at the weekend, like we said as well. Yeah, huge weekend. Um, congratulations to Kelty, first team in Britain to, to take a league. So, um, huge weekend for them. Big step forward for Kilmarnock in the Championship, getting back into the Premier League. So, yeah, massive, massive weekend. 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. So, pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind. I know international friendlies are not everyone's cup of tea. So, if you want to talk about domestic football and build up to that certain fixture that Hugh mentions at the weekend, then please do that. There are already injury reports coming out a few days away from the game. Maybe you are a fan of a team, though, who had a big weekend in the SPFL. Why not share your thoughts with us? And if you want to talk Scotland and who Stevie Clark should or should not play, well, it's the same number. 01419511025. Now, here's an incentive for you as well, because just for getting through on the phones tonight, this isn't one to 
certainly Mark if you're a Celtic fan or even just a football fan in general even if you're not a Celtic fan you'll know one you could be the most popular dad uncle friend auntie granny or whatever it is because uh, in a couple of months time Sunday 29th of May Martin O'Neill Chris Sutton Paul Lambert Jackie McNamara Lubo Moravchik all on stage at the SEC Armadillo Sunday 29th of May and just for getting through tonight at any point we're going to put you in the hat to win some tickets so every person who calls up and makes it on air goes into the draw to win a pair of tickets every night this week and of course if you don't get through to you can still grab them uh, at Ticketmaster but it seems like a fun way to do it by coming on here talking football uh, and winning yourself a wee prize as well 01419511025 don't think you're off the hook by oh. the way I don't know where you were at the weekend sunning yourself and Struller was it? No uh, no no, no. Uh, I thought I, with good weather you'd have taken yourself to the seaside No it was a very stressful weekend Mother's Day it involves letting my grandchildren <laughs> into the house which I don't normally approve of Ten minutes at a time and back I had out. To, yeah. Uh, you're not off the hook though, because it was a big weekend in the SPFL, which means you still have to give out your Monday night award. What was your result of the weekend, please? I'm going for Kelly two, Partick Thistle one. It would have been, I think, a black mark against the Derek McInnes's name had he not won promotion for Kelly. He's got a four point lead. He's got five games to play. He will win promotion automatically for Kelly, and that was a big step forward at the weekend. Okay, Cami Bell result of the weekend. Yeah, it's got to be Kelly Hearts for me. Um, won the league, as I just said, first team in Britain to, to take a, a league. So massive, massive congratulations to them. And, and it's great to see that the pyramid system is paying off and, and teams like Kelly can come up. Cove have obviously done it. Edinburgh City are one that have, that have got aspirations as well. So, But yeah, massive, massive result for Kelly at the weekend and congratulations to them and Kevin Thompson. OK, goal of the weekend. I've had you scouring. Yeah, but for purely professional and sentimental reasons I'm going to give it to Max Kucharavi of uh, Kelty the only goal of the game against Stenhouse Muir and as Cammy said it won the league for Kelty and Max of course is a Ukrainian and what must be going on in his mind is nobody's business but well done to him because he scored the goal that won the league yeah you're right great moment great header as well so that the quality of the goal and the the sentimental side of it, like Hugh mentions, what are you going for, Cammy? Goal of the weekend. I'm going for the goal in the top of the table clash in League One, and it was Fraser Fife right in the screamer. last minute, absolute screamer, which kept Cove five points clear at the top of the league, and such a such an important goal for them. Right back to you, Cammy. Howler of the weekend. <sighs> Howler of the weekend. Um, I'm going to have to slot one of the goalies. No chance. <laughs> I cannot believe he's about to dig out a fellow member of the goalkeeping I've, union. I've moved into the, the punditry, so you need to do that now, Gordon. So Are you right. Yeah, listen, good on you. Um, Robbie Much, um, Falkirk, and it was a, it was an error that he'll look back at an easy shot, and he's fumbled it, and uh, Peterhead scored from it, won the game one nil as well, and for me that was Falkirk's hopes of any playoffs. I would have said dashed at that point. On then, Hugh. What's the howler of the weekend? Well, we won't need VAR for this one, and we won't need the compliance officer. And I'm not making light of physical violence, but Will Smith, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> and Chris Rock, <laughs> straight red card. Fair enough. We continuously link that to Scottish football because someone reminded me that a couple of years ago he gave a very unlikely mention to Motherwell on his social media. Do you remember this? Oh, so there no. you go. There, there's your tenuous link. I'll give you that. Well right. done. Good sense of humour. And uh, I'm sure like everyone else, if we get, re- <laughs> I, I did say it was a quiet. You know, it could be a quiet week, international break, and all that. If it gets really quiet, you can get your your thoughts in on that. But I think we'd rather just stick to the football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. 
or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Remember, every person who gets through on the phones goes into the hat to win the tickets for that night at the SEC Armadillo. Um, that may float your boat. And if it doesn't, don't let it put you off. 01419511025. Um, I assume that Luba will send me a complimentary ticket anyway. I, I wouldn't have to queue for a ticket. Yeah, but I thought so, given the, the glowing praise you gave him when he arrived yeah. to these parts. Exactly. Lubo and I go back a long way. I hope he's not forgotten. Uh, right, Hugh, it is the start of a, a certain week. Yeah. A big week at the top of the Premiership. Already reports suggesting that Alfredo Morelos might be an injury doubt. Um, and that's, you know, you're picking your words carefully there, suggesting that oh. he might be, because let's be honest, there's still a, a lot of time to pass before then. Uh, but I think a statement, you know, coming out of the Columbia cap, camp, I should say, uh, medical tests, a muscle injury to the left thigh, prevented him from playing against Bolivia, uh, doesn't allow him to participate in the next match. And for that reason... Um, he's off to start his, his recovery work and we wish him a good return to his club I, I started think, early yeah I think if you're allowed to go back to Scotland then it, it shows there's a real grounds for concern there where Alfredo Morelos' fitness is concerned relative to the match on Sunday uh, which could be a problem for Rangers given that Fashion Sakala is currently self-isolating uh, and Kamar Roof has uh, got to be assessed as well so it would be a concern for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst because Morelos under Van Bronckhurst has been nothing other than sensational. You've not really got much choice but to talk hypothetically six days out, Cammy. That, that, that's just the way it has to be. He may well make the game. But on, on the back of these reports, what would your sort of initial reaction be at this stage? Um, I, I agree with you. I think there will be concern there that he has came back early. But um, has there been conversations um, with Colombia that, that, again, he's maybe got a niggle that could drag on that if you can get him back to Scotland as soon as you can, get him in with the medical team, which Rangers have a fantastic medical team, um, and work with them. And for me, Rangers know how important the game is on Sunday. So they'll be pushing... Alfredo as much as they can they won't want to over push him and take any huge chances but would they take a 20% chance for me they absolutely would mm. what do you think out there 01419511025 Andy is a Rangers fan first on tonight what do you make of that Andy are you still are you optimistic that, that this is just sort of rumour and, and speculation at the moment or that it's a minor thing and, and will be cleared up or are you are you fearing the worst at this stage Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, I, I was trying going off the other day, and I was saying about Morelis, I said that to the producer, I said, why is Morelis going to Columbia, which he's probably not going to game, and you can see he was carrying a slight a slight injury, so as a concern, you know, I, I said, just get him back to the lads, as soon as possible, get him back into the training room, you know, the physio and all that, but I, as a concern, because I don't know, maybe Alfredo, he, he does admit to himself, he likes to go back to Columbia, but you know, maybe he'd have seen the matter as well. He's well got a slight injury, but ah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a concern. Yeah, I mean, even on a, on a football side of things, Hugh, before the injury, there was a lot of frustration amongst Rangers fans in the previous break because he went and didn't feature. Now, Andy's right. That, that, although we view things through the Rangers and Celtic lens, Alfredo Morelos is a, a proud Colombian and, oh. and likes to go and join up with his international team and likes to go home and he's well within his rights to do that and that's understandable. So, But the last time there was a frustration because he went all that way, didn't play, yep. had to come back. Um, so you wonder how much he would, he would have featured anyway, how much of this is precautionary? I have to assume that he had the conversation with Giovanni Van Bronckers before he left. If there was an injury concern, I cannot imagine that Rangers would have been happy to see him go. Uh, so he, he must have been okay to travel. 
take his chances or on getting game time, but something has happened in training and it's serious enough for everyone to say, right, he can't play for us, he'll need to go back to his club in Scotland. And, uh, you know, these are the, the testing days for the player and his manager because the game is of such crucial importance. Morelos would be the first name you write down after Alan McGregor, probably. Uh, so it's a dangerous one for Rangers. But international football, you know, the, tomorrow night, Scotland in Austria, uh, would Callum McGregor play, for example? I don't think he will. He played against Poland. Mm-hmm. I, I think there'll be certain arrangements made concerning certain players. You wouldn't give players like Callum McGregor, I think, two games against Poland and Austria. Uh, so managers, international managers like Steve Clark, will be conscious of the need to play fair with the clubs. Yeah, is that a fair assessment, Cammy? I, I keep saying it because it's important. I, I know that you're kind of feeding off like speculation or, or, or rumour or it's early stages here. Um, but he, he, he was allowed to go in, in, in the first instance, so it can't, it can't have been struggling too much before that because you just, you just wouldn't then. You, would, you wouldn't be fit enough to, to join up with the squad much the same way as uh, Dyson Maeda didn't go to Japan or, or whatever you see all the time. Absolutely, I think when Alfredo's went um, to join up with the Columbia squad he, he has to be 100% fit there's absolutely no way that Rangers with the importance of this period in the season and the games that are coming up would have let him go and even carrying a knock and taking a chance, there would have been no chances taken, Alfredo must have let the medical staff know at Rangers that he was 100% fit and was willing to travel, um, he's obviously went over there and travelled and then picked up this injury whether it is a reoccurring injury um, it could be down to fatigue that again it might have just set in after he started training and stuff again so I'm hoping that it's only a, a slight injury and, and he can get over because as you said the magnitude of this game on Sunday is absolutely massive, it, it's so crucial for, for both clubs I would say um, but for Rangers especially Alfredo's form has been phenomenal so they need him on the pitch Sum it up for, from a Rangers fan's perspective Andy, how important is it that, that he's fit come the weekend? Uh, it's, it's massive. This is really, I would say, ninety nine percent. It's a must one game for Rangers, so and we need their top man there, which Morelos is in there. You know what I mean? So, aye, it's because uh, I heard you say that Danny likes a calibers and roof. So that's, you know what I mean? So we need we need Alfie back pronto. <laughs> well, I, again, Cami, if we're talking potential solutions to a problem, if it does arise in, in Alfredo Morelos. I think it was about five days ago the Fashion Sakala news broke. I don't really see a way that that, that keeps him out of the game. I yep. mean, it's not ideal preparation, clearly. Um, but I, I think that looking at the time frame, that, that shouldn't be too much of an issue. Yeah, again, I think he'll be back and he'll be back in training within plenty of time. Um, but for me, the, the magnitude of this game, the, the size of it, what it means going forward... You need Alfredo Morelos in this game. He can win you that that game of football that Rangers mm. desperately need the three points. And I just can't stress. And, and Andy said there he he believes that it is a it's a def, a season defining moment on Sunday for Rangers. So they need to win the game, and I believe that as well. And if they do win the the game, I believe they will go on and win the league. So that's how important this game on Sunday is. Yeah. That- that's the size of the fixture, Hugh. It's oh. Monday. The game's not till Sunday, but but the build-up starts here in the minds of oh, yeah. of football fans in Glasgow and the West. This is what it's all about. That week where it's tense, it's it's nerve-wracking. Is someone going to come back from 
international football with a niggle are they all going to return fit and well that this is what the next few days are going to be like there'll be a few sleepless nights in there as well I'm sure starting tonight uh, the, the Scotland game tomorrow will for the majority of Celtic Rangers fans be a total irrelevant other than sorry make, if you're listening Steve Clark. other than to make sure that uh, Rangers and Celtic players in the squad uh, are not used do not get injured um, because this is pivotal and there's so much going on behind the scenes at Ibrooks right now uh, that it's even more important for Rangers because uh, Celtic have been allowed to get on with their work other than players going to play for their national teams. Uh, all has been uh, quiet and peaceful at Lennox Town. Meanwhile, over at Ibrooks, all sorts going on. Uh, so, crucial, crucial day. It's the uncertainty of it all, Cammy, I guess, because Aaron Ramsey as Andy quite rightly mentions, is being added to that list purely because of comments made by the Wales manager. So he's confirmed today, um, talking about Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale, um, on Sky he said they both struggled towards the end of the, the previous game. They were holding their groins and hamstrings. They had a tough 95 minutes. Uh, we'll make a decision in the morning whether to involve them, but they're not going to start. That... That doesn't sound too bad, does it? That that doesn't sound from those words like he's a serious uh, doubt for Sunday, but then I guess you never know. No, again, I think the Alan Ramsey one, I think, will be okay. I think it'll be down to him playing a, an intense 90 minutes that he's played of football there, um, and he's not played a lot of football as well, so there's been a huge demand on him at the weekend there to go through such a big game for Wales as well. But listen, as you said there, Gordon, it's the unknown. We're going to go through this. We're still in COVID. So what if a player picks up COVID mm. between now and Sunday, can pick it up on Saturday night or whenever they're last tested? So there's so many sort of variables between now and Sunday which could be so crucial to the result, which, again, as I reiterate, can be so crucial to who wins the title. Uh, thank you to Andy on the line, 01419511025. Uh, Andy's obviously a big Rangers fan, so I don't know the tickets he might go along. What do you think, Andy, a night for a night with you and Martin O'Neill? Well, my two boys are Celtic fans, so they can... <laughs> They could tell them. There we go. See, they always go to a good home. Always go to a good home. Remember, every person who gets through on the phones tonight goes into the hat to win a pair of tickets to the evening with Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara and Lubo Moravchik. It's at the SEC Armadillo, Sunday 29th of May. All you need to do is phone up and make a point. I mean, try and make it a good one, obviously. Don't phone up and be too unfair on Hugh Evans. But if you get through, no matter what your point is, you go in the hat to win a pair of tickets tonight and we'll do that all week. So it seems like a good time to get your calls in. 01419511025. Call us right now and you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here. Cammy Bell is alongside him and they're both waiting for you to get in touch. 01419511025. That's the number you need. We're starting the build up early as we always do. A certain Ranger Celtic fixture on Sunday. Let's take a, a look ahead to that purely because the, the team news is starting uh, to be debated. Rumours about Alfredo Morelos and Aaron Ramsey and it remains to be seen how Celtic's international contingent will fare over the next couple of days as well. But if your team were involved at the weekend in the SPFL, we'd love to hear from you. I'm sure we'll talk about Kelty Hart's title triumph before we leave this evening. Big weekend for Kilmarnock as well. Partick Thistle fans, what's going on there? 01419511025. Martin is a Celtic fan from East Kilbride. It's early days, Martin. Where is the where are the confidence meter sitting with about a week to go? 
Well, very, very, very high. How you doing, chaps? Yeah, good, good. thanks. You've done. Uh, very high. Just the way Celtic are playing at the moment, just full of confidence, playing good football. I quite like when both sets of fans go into it confident. Now, you get that sort of artificial bravado confidence of fans who think that their team would win every game in any game that, that ever takes place on mm-hmm. this earth. But 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 genuinely, they both feel pretty good about themselves. I know Celtic are top, and mm-hmm. so Martin's confidence is, is justified. But Rangers will point to success in Europe and the way that they've responded since the defeat at, at Celtic Park. It's not that often in the last few seasons that they both genuinely feel like they're in a, a good spot going into it. Here's a factor. Celtic, at one point, had five wins on the bounce at Ibrox. At a time when Rangers uh, were still coming out of the the years in the lower leagues, this, that, the other, uh, and weren't the Rangers that we have now. Uh, but Celtic had five wins on the bounce, and then Rangers thought, well... They're not getting the broom loan stand anymore. And they put a cap on the number of supporters who were allowed into the ground. And then there was COVID, there were no supporters at all. Uh, and then we back to the other factor of no away fans at all. Um, Celtic haven't been as imposing at Ibrooks uh, under those kind of restrictions. They may and be just not as good though as they were back then. Well, when Rangers went to... Celtic Park uh, earlier in the season again under those circumstances where no away fans allowed in Celtic uh, blew them away in the first half um, I wonder you know, the, the, the importance now of 700 fans will be allowed in to support Celtic at the weekend but they're heavily outnumbered and I, I wonder if these things are beginning to be a factor in the old firm game uh, I, I see your point Hugh totally um, see your point um, what I would say from a Rangers point of view and playing at Ibrox myself is that some of the Rangers fans can get really frustrated quite quickly um, and I've seen that taking effect on the Rangers team as well I, I think if they, if they go a goal behind at Ibrox and Celtic were to score first I think Rangers work against you yeah it can and I think you, the Rangers fans really need to stick with the team and get behind the team because the frustration from the stands can breed into to how the players feel and perform on the pitch and I've seen it um, happen I, again certain players have sort of I would say wobbled a little bit when the pressure comes on from the stands so but for me, there's two teams full of littered internationalists, really experienced players, and um, it's just going to be such a tight game, I think, on Sunday, but such an important one. Um, if Celtic were to win, for me, the gap would, would probably be a little bit too far now for Rangers. But then again, as I said before, if Rangers win, I'd be confident that Rangers would go on and win the league. How do you see that? Martin, I mean, like they're all important, so it seems like a stupid question, and people will say I ask many of them, but... How important is this one specifically? Oh, every game's important, especially an old firm game. But it's just the next one's important. But I believe Celtic Celtic will win on Sunday by one goal. That's that's all they need. And Rangers are the team that need to come out. They're the ones that will leave the spaces, and that's where I think I think that's what will make the difference. I see. Martin's obviously more sensible than me. Very level-headed. It's just the next one. They're, you know, they're all important, but they're not all. Seven games to go and separated no. by three points at the top of the table, Hugh. Um, the, the atmosphere will be red hot. Uh, you'll be able to put your finger out and feel the electricity in the air. Um, Martin, 
takes me back to my favourite one about theory and practice. In theory, Celtic are going to Ibrox in the very best of health. They've gone, I think, 31 domestic matches and not lost any. Uh, they have in Giacomacus someone who has uh, suddenly discovered his goal-scoring touch. Uh, there are suggestions that uh, Kyogo Furuhashi is uh, fully fit and ready to go. Uh, so, in theory, Celtic are going there in the best of shape. In practice, will they defend well enough? Will Giacomacus discover his touch at Ibrooks? Uh, so, as I say, it's theory and practice. In theory, Martin is quite right to be as confident as he sounds. We'll find out in practice if his confidence is justified. I mean, Martin, we've been speaking about Alfredo Morelos and these injury reports from Colombia and Aaron Ramsey. Is that just the way it is on a week like this when it's interrupted by by international football? Do you fear the worst? Are you, are you just waiting for to hope Callum McGregor comes back fine and, and Greg Taylor and whoever else is off on international duty? Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're waiting for your, your kind of top players coming back healthy and fit and where to go. And obviously that'll be a worry for Rangers if Morelos doesn't meet again, but it's not a worry for Celtic. At the end of the day, we can only look after our players and our, our bit, but that, that'll certainly be a worry for Rangers. Yeah, well, but listen, as you said earlier, Hugh, it can it can happen to anyone at any time. You accept yeah. that. I think Juranovic played 90 minutes for Croatia across the, the weekend. I noticed that. There are various players that, that are off um, I mean that's nothing new, of course, but it does add to the the build up that air of uncertainty. Do you know what the whole fixture, whether it's at Ibrooks or at Celtic Park, it is a separate life form. You can talk from now until Saturday night, and we will every night between six and eight, and between five and six on Saturday night, and everything you say can turn to dust at. High noon on Sunday uh, Don't let me put anyone off Coming on and giving their Impression of what will take place But this fixture is a separate life form You just never know No one saw The first half that Celtic had against Rangers No one, not the most Fervent Celtic supporter Would have thought Three up by half time It was incredible stuff So I repeat, separate life form I feel like the build-up, Cammy, is always dominated by this stuff. And actually, in, in recent times, there have been a lot of notable absentees from the fixture. But then the game happens and it, and it takes place and you kind of forget about it. You know, it's, it's the build-up that, that it really dominates. And I'm not saying that it, it doesn't impact football matches. Of course it does. Um, but well, Rangers had their COVID situation. Was that the first meeting of this season? I think it was, yeah, you know, sort of getting a bit was, blurry. Yeah. Um, then, of course, the last one, we all know, you know, players been away and, and all the rest of it. Um, I guess this is why they assemble big squads. I know there'll be one or two, though, but, and I guess Morelos comes into that bracket that y- you really would feel like you can't do without if you're a fan of that team. Absolutely. And I, I think that's why they do have such str- strong squads. And again, they've assembled great strength and depth, but... For me, Alfredo Morelos, the form that he's in for Rangers at the moment is irreplaceable. He's a he's a guy that you can win you the match. Um, as I said, that that would then bring the title closer to Rangers if they win the match on Sunday. Um, so it's just huge circumstances that you want your best players on the pitch on Sunday, especially at this time of the season. That's why I think it's so important that they get the players 
like Alfredo on the pitch. Well, he missed the last one, of course. You know, speaking about high-profile yep. absentees, he he was one of them that that missed the last one. But you've all, again now we're, we're what we're five six games away from the end of the season, so you you're so close to the end of the season that there's not that gap to make up any ground. As I say, if Rangers were to lose the game on Sunday, I think the gap's too big. I think it, it, at this time of the season, I think it's it's really difficult for them to claw back. So they, they know the importance of the game. And for me, if there, as I said before, if there was a 20%, taking a 20% risk of Alfredo Morelos, they'll play him because they need to win the match. Mm. They need to win the match. Sometimes, Hugh, you just have to cope without your star striker. Celtic, yeah. I've, I've had to do that for for a few months now. In fact, is it? Over three, I think it's is it just tipped over the three month mark. So it has the last time Kyogo was seen yeah. playing for Celtic. Somebody always emerges. Rio Hatati played in his first Celtic Rangers game. And by half time he'd scored twice. Yep. <laughs> and the, the the place was on its ear. Uh and the star was born. Uh you know, so someone comes to the fore. Um, and if Morelos is unfit and does not make it then Rangers will hope that someone comes to the fore for them and uh, whether it's Giacomacus or Kyogo uh, on Sunday at Ibrox you never know as I say that's why I call it a separate life form Rio Hatati had never seen it before uh, O'Reilly had never seen it before O'Reilly was magnificent Hatati was magnificent and they'd never I mean, O'Reilly was practically breathtaking by the whole experience. He'd never known anything like it, and he admitted it soon afterwards. Uh, so that's why you can never predict. Only a fool would predict the outcome of an old firm game. I'll give you my prediction on Saturday. I love this tweet from Mr. RFK because it sort of sums up what goes on in your head, I think, as a fan this week. He says, I love Scotland, but international friendlies um, do nothing for me. Glorified kickabout nowadays. The real football, one of the biggest derbies in British football. I see it going two ways. A draw, a possible 2-2. Or 3 0 Celtic. <laughs> I don't know how you arrive at one of those or the other, but both very different. But anyway, um, and already predictions flying in, and it's half six on Monday night. There we go. 01419511025. You're in the hat for the tickets, Martin, so thank you for calling. Superb. Good man, that was Martin, Celtic fan from East Kilbride. Like we said, every caller who gets through tonight in the hat for a pair of tickets to see the likes of Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara, and Hugh Keevens, old friend. Lubo Moravchik at the Armadillo on Sunday the 29th of May so if you get through you're in the hat and we'll do that every night this week these things come along every so often we did one a few months ago what was the last one we did was it Graham Soonis or something at the yeah in town as well so always good when these guys come to town and tell their stories 01419511025 Ken is a Celtic fan on the line the build up starting early Ken that's just the way it works here you'll know that how are your how are your early feelings about what's to come this week well, first of all, I just want to hope that on Rangers and Celtic side that all the players come back fat and hit. They come back fat and they're able to play first of all. Um, I'm quite looking, I'm looking forward to the game. I mean, as a fan, just like players, the players want to play against the best and I want to see the team playing against the best. So I hope Manelis is going to be able to play. Because if you want, you want to be playing against the best. You want to be beating them at their best as well. We don't want them having any excuses. Like we don't want them to have any excuses, but we don't want them to have any excuses. We want to play the best team that they can have. So I just hope that Morelos is able to play, Ramsey is able to play. I hope that Greg Taylor comes back okay, as well as Juranovic uh, and everybody else. So I'm quite optimistic that we'll, we'll, we'll get another three points this weekend from them. But 
as I say, we want to see them playing the best players. Ken is obviously a nice man, Hugh. That's what you need to know. Ken is a nice man in a footballing world full of cynics <laughs> who want all the opposition's best players injured and nowhere near the game on Sunday. Ken is a magnanimous man. I like However, his style. I do not think his view would be shared by the majority of Celtic supporters. I think that if you offered <laughs> Celtic a Rangers minus Morelos, uh, you would get 95% saying yes fine thank you that'll do ah but see this is the way the rivalry also works right you've forgotten about the other dimension because I've got a tweet here from Pozog who I th- assume is a Celtic fan says can I just ask how many old firm goals Alfredo has I don't think he's that much of a miss well the, the, certainly the numbers aren't there for Morelos however uh, it, it's like cup draws you don't want the very best out the draw uh, when Rangers in the Europa League draw uh, they didn't want Barcelona, they didn't want West Ham, they wanted who they got, Braga. So, I repeat, if you offer the Rangers fans a Celtic side without Callum McGregor, or the Celtic fans a Rangers side without Alfredo Morelos, they will say, happily, yes, fine. Sometimes, and then sometimes they'll say, oh, they're, they're not that good anyway. You're kind of caught between criticising the opposition players or acknowledging their strengths and hoping that they're not there to damage your team. Absolutely, but again, his current form, you go on, he's in. For me, he's not hit the heights that he should have in the old firm games, Alfredo, but the current form that he's in this season, being in in Europe, he's done it, um, and I think he'll be trying, again, Rangers will expect him to continue that into an old firm game, and for me, he's due to to have an old firm game where he hits the back in it several times. So I absolutely agree with you that Celtic fans... Won't want to see him on the pitch if 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 at all possible, um, because I think that it, it does take away from Rangers to start in a living if, if Fredo Morelos isn't in it. Ken, these two are just more cynical than you. That's that's all that means. Um, what are you thinking? Are you confident this far out? I know it feels strange asking for a, a prediction so early. You don't have to be that specific with us. But what about the importance of this one coming up? Uh, well, we were, even even if we lose it, we're still ahead of them in the league. And we've got a game against them at Parkhead to go. So it's not going to be doing gloom if we don't win. But I think I think we'll get there. The, the worst thing may happen would be a draw for us. But I don't think we're going to lose a, a draw. Uh, but I prefer to have a win. It's going to be an interesting week, that's for sure. Thank you, Ken. He's in the hat for the tickets as well. Let me run this by you before we move on. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals right, It's now at the stage where we are offering serious cash on Golden Goals We've got at least 19 games left for both sides Celtic and Rangers Every time they score We throw at least £250 into the cash total So we're back on Premiership business But this includes the Scottish Cup It will include Rangers European ties So that £20,750 that one of you lot could win at the end of the season just think how big that's going to be at the end of the campaign. It could all be yours, every penny tax-free with one simple text. Do not be that person who keeps putting it off and has to listen to someone else win all that cash. And just imagine how many cardigans Hugh Keevens could buy with £20,750. How many pairs of goalie gloves Cammy Bell could buy and just hang them up because he doesn't use them anymore. <laughs> text GOAL to 61025, that's G-O-A-L to 61025 is £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com lines close 6pm Scottish Cup final day which is Saturday the 21st 
of May. So for your chance to be the winner, text GOAL to 61025 right now. And it's a great time to get your calls in as well. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are here 0141 Get your calls in on that number Or you can tweet as well At Clyde SSB We're building up to a huge weekend When the Premiership returns Even on, on Saturday Five unbelievable fixtures You're talking about that battle For the top six Likes of Motherwell and St Mirren Hibs and Dundee United All against each other St Johnson getting back to their uh, relegation survival attempt along with the likes of Dundee and then of course in case you hadn't heard you've been under a rock for the last few weeks Rangers against Celtic 12 noon on Sunday and that's already dominating the phones tonight but if you want to talk about the weekend's SPFL action I'm looking at you Kilmarnock fans Kelty Hearts fans anyone else out there pick up that phone and let us know please on the usual number Scott is a Rangers fan from Garahill. We're starting the build-up early, Scott. How are you feeling from a, a Rangers perspective? I'm feeling very confident, indeed. Obviously, there's going to be Morelis and the hands are going to be injured. I still think the Rangers have the big enough squad to actually win 2-1. Fair enough. I mean, because it is early. We don't know if Morelos might make the game, but you actually think Rangers could cope should the worst happen and he doesn't make it? Yep, 100% as we've got like Scott Wright We've got Kimara on the bench Yeah, I mean, that is, that is the challenge We said it before Like th- These things become They're obviously factors in games they're, they're important factors Football teams just can't allow them to become excuses Hugh mentions that Kyogo's been out for A long time Celtic had, had to find ways Rangers will have had big important results Without big important players before It, it is just football But um, I'm not sure every Rangers fan would be as confident as Scott or, or as, as willing to play without Morelos as Scott is. No, listen, you want your best players on the pitch and for me, Alfredo Morelos is, as you said before, probably one of the first picks on the, on the team sheet. Him and Alan McGregor, for me, are the, the two first picks. But again, you need to deal with it. James Tavernier's listening, thinking, no one's giving me a <sighs> Sorry, mention Tav. here. Um, He's done. <laughs> but again, I, I think you need to deal with these circumstances as well. If Alfredo Morelos isn't fit, they ch- they do have capable replacements. Kamar Roof, I think, can go in and, and do well in an old form game, which he's proven before. So it's not doom and gloom if he's not fit. But for me, he's such an important player. He's in such good form at the moment as well. That's probably the most important thing. His form at the moment is phenomenal. Um, and that's why you would want him in that starting eleven um, in an old firm game, and with such importance. As I say, this is make or break for Rangers for me on Sunday. You going along with Cammy Hugh? You know, if he's whatever, if we're going to put a number on it. If he's eighty percent fit, yeah. play at this stage of the season, given I, his importance. I think so. Um, Giovanni van Bronckhurst doesn't live in a bubble. He knows the importance of this day. Uh, if he doesn't make it, then. You know, the Rangers fans will have to go back over recent fixtures and understand that cometh the hour, cometh the man. They went to Dundee, they were a goal down, uh, missed a penalty, it was beginning to look a bit iffy for them. Uh, then they got the equaliser and then Connor Goldson comes up with the winning goal, minutes to go. Uh, they play against Aberdeen, uh, same scenario, it looks as if it's a goalless draw all the way. And then up pops... Kamar Roof scruffiest goal you'll ever see but a tidy win from a scruffy goal so 
Morelos not playing does not signify the end of the world. Morelos playing does not signify a walkover for Rangers. You have to turn up at 12 o'clock on Sunday to find out what happens. He's got 11 goals since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in. Actually, by his own standards, he's possibly in a bit of a quiet a quieter run in front of goal what's one one goal in his last four, five, six, seven, eight one goal in his last nine games which surprises me actually I just looked it up I didn't think it was it, yeah. was it was quite like that but I guess maybe just the overall form's been decent and then there's been big goals of course if you look at the the Dortmund game the Red Star game so I, th- I think it's his importance of his goals when he scored them and we've touched on it already he's not hit heights in the old form games yet for me he's got to soon and I would say Sunday is a game that probably Rangers fans are looking at and hoping that he turns up on Sunday and becomes that match winner that he is and he can be he's been in big games already this season as you, you're talking about Dalton mm. in Europe he's been phenomenal um, so I, I just feel as if you want you would 100% want a player like that in your starting 11 if available mm-hmm. if 80% fit he's going to play Giovanni Van Bronckhorst knows the significance of this game on Sunday Frank is on the line I was about to, to bring Scott back in and he's disappeared Frank is on the line Frank with six days to go and the the green glass is on if you like what's on your mind? Um, evening gents hope you're all well um, you. I was saying to the producer there this is the first time I think you referenced it last week in over 10 years you can back to the pre-2012 era when Celtic just ran away with things and then last season Rangers ran away that a week out the anticipation's building and I was I'm 46 now and I was like I was back when I was 18 to 25 you're, you're thinking ahead a week the international games mean nothing it was Mother's Day yesterday out driving with the family and I said you know what it was just just before two this time next week we'll know the result mother half night you bloody shut up <laughs> do you know what I mean I've not had that for, for so long and I'd imagine both sides of the, the, the Glasgow divide would have been thinking the same and the, the other thing I said to you, producer, it's the first time in a very, very long time, despite all the calls that come on tonight and the rest of the week saying, oh, we're going to run and to the Rangers side and we're going to run to the Celtic side. If you're really, really honest, nobody can call Sunday for the first time because you've got a Rangers team with credit where credit's due that have beat Dortmund, that they look really good in Europe, their record at Ibrox is fantastic, and then you've got my own team are on this 30 game domestic unbeaten run who really toyed with Rangers at Parkhead and the last couple of games there looked back at their best if both teams turn up and play to their best we could be talking about this game for weeks as an absolute classic I clearly want a victory because if we win on Sunday the league's as good as done because of the goal difference because that would effectively be a 7 point gap You'd, I think even the most ambitious Rangers fan would say is I think a lot of Celtic fans would probably take a draw again because of the goal difference and Rangers fans will be praying for only one result maybe not praying but they'll be hoping for one result which is a Rangers victory so I just I think it's now we've got everybody talking about it I hope the players can put on a spectacle I hope the fans can behave themselves and this time next week you guys are talking about an absolute classic I hope he's right, Hugh. Frank's got me right up for this already. Six days to go. Well, you see, Frank will be able to take solids until about Wednesday. And then uh, (laughs) solid food will be out of the question. 
Uh, Frank's good lady. I love that. Spending Mother's Day thinking about yeah. what he'll be doing at this time next week. Exactly. I told you. <laughs> stressful day, Mother's Day. You know, my stress was messy grandchildren. Frank's stress was that a week from then he would know the result. But Frank's right. Frank paints the, 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 the perfect picture. Um, all the ingredients are there uh, for a classic football match. Uh, the potential is there for a pivotal football match that could determine the outcome of the league title. How could it be anything other than 90 minutes of exhilaration? Frank has sold the fixture magnificently. Amazing. Get this guy on TV or up in front of the SPFL. It's quite the sales pitch. I liked it. Yeah, he's brilliant. And I, I totally agree with Frank. I think he's, he's hit the nail on the head. And if both teams can be at it, to their maximum potential what a game we're in for because they're two fantastic sides Celtic have been in phenomenal form and Rangers are coming in and they've, they've had some huge results in Europe this season are in great form and it's so tight in the league um, again Celtic know that a win at Ibrox on Sunday probably takes them too far away but Rangers winning at Ibrox on Sunday brings them right back into the fold and changes the swing of the momentum. So this game on Sunday is huge. One of the biggest for the years, I would say. Thank you very much to Frank. You've sold it, Frank. You've ended the first hour on a high. That was Frank and Kilmarnock, and you're in the hat for the tickets to see Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara, and Lubo Moravchik as well. Every caller tonight who gets on here goes into the hat to try and win them. Now, it was a big weekend in the SPFL. I know we're looking forward, but we'll look back as well. We're going to catch up with... Kelty Hearts boss Kevin Thompson title winning Kelty Hearts boss Kevin Thompson in the not too distant future but let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, come on, it's a new week Am I right in saying the Pundits won every single night last week? That will not do It ruined my weekend So let's see if we can get this week off to a good start for the listeners by picking up the phone right now 0141 951 1025 the lines do close at 7 o'clock so if you want to beat the pundit beat Hugh Keevans or beat Cammy Bell you need to get your call in quickly and we'll speak to you soon Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are here it's 0141 951 1025 to get your point across remember Celtic fans, friends of Celtic fans, family of Celtic fans, everyone who gets through to make a point tonight gets a pay, goes in the hat for a pair of tickets uh, to that evening with Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Luba Moravchik and Jackie McNamara, SEC Armadillo, 29th of May. So just by getting on, making a point tonight, you go in the hat. We'll do that every night this week as well. We've already started extremely early on the build-up to Sunday. That's because of those reports that Alfredo Morelos could be struggling with injury. So if you have any thoughts on that, keep it coming in. What about the weekend's action in the SPFL? We're going to hear from Kevin Thompson very soon. In fact, we'll do that next. And of course, Scotland in action tomorrow as well. But first this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Not a single victory for the listeners last week. It will not do, Hugh Keevan. So if you could have one of your off nights, that would be much appreciated. What do you mean one of? Let's bring in Cooper, who's a Rangers fan from Canvas Lang. How's it going, Cooper? Good, day. How do you usually do when you play at home? Do you do well? 
Uh, yeah, I do decent. Usually three to four questions, right? But hopefully I can get more than that tonight. That sounds like a solid effort, nah, three to four. That, that can win. It sometimes well, depends how difficult the questions are. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans, tails, Cammy Bell. And it's heads, it's Hugh Keevans up against Cooper from Canvas Lang. Was that a disappointed noise, Cooper, or a happy noise? Yeah, it's disappointed to be honest, yeah. Well, no one ever oh. thinks that Hugh Keevans is good at this, what's happening here? Uh, right, okay, well, I'll give Hugh Keevans something else to listen to. Or oh, even I can hear that, a bit of Clyde 2 blaring in his ear, Cooper. I'll put 30 seconds on the clock, just fire through the questions, and if you don't know, just pass and move on. That is the secret, all right? No problem Good man 30 seconds Going on the clock The time starts now How many Scottish clubs Has Scott Wright played for? Three Who played more games For Celtic Freddie Junberg Or Carlton Cole? Freddie Junberg In which year Did St Mirren Most recently win promotion To the Scottish top flight? 2008 Who's the current Longest serving manager Across all of England's Top four leagues Longest serving Scottish manager Sorry David Moyes Name either side Rangers will face In the Europa League semis If they beat Braga uh, Atlanta Good effort that Let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us I can Are you ready As I'll ever be Let's go then How many clubs uh, Scottish clubs Has Scott Wright played for Three Who played more games For Celtic Freddie Junberg Or Carlton Cole Lundberg In which year did St Mirren Most recently win promotion To the Scottish top flight 2006 Who's the current longest serving Scottish manager across all four of England's top leagues? David Moyes. Name either side Rangers will face in the Europa League semi final if they beat Braga. Leipzig. And which current championship side did Connor Shields leave to join Motherwell in the summer? Um. Come out. What's the verdict, Cooper? Uh, quite confident. What do you usually get at home, did you say? Three or four usually Let's find out How many Scottish clubs Has Scott Wright played for? Three Aberdeen, Dundee and Rangers You all got it Well done Freddie Junberg Played a grand total Of eight times For Celtic But Carlton Cole Only played five So well done You both got it I don't think there's much Separating you at the moment We're level In which year did St Mirren Most recently win promotion You've both done them A disservice In fact maybe it's the opposite You've both Made up that they've been In the top flight Much longer than they have It was 2018 Oh Oh, 19, 2019 It was just recently remember Uh, The longest serving Scottish manager Davey Moyes Both got it We're level Rangers could play Leipzig or Atalanta Both got it Still level Cooper Ran out of time You've got one more question to win it. Last minute winner, potentially. The cross is coming in. Which current championship side did Connor Shields leave to join Motherwell in the summer? All you've got to do is provide the finish. And it's wrong, it's Queen of the South. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant, says Kipper, <laughs> delighted. So what that means is we're off to the tiebreaker. And it's very simple. I will ask the question, Cooper. I'll get Hugh to write his answer down. And I'll give you the nod when it's your turn to give me your attempt, OK? No problem. Since 1950... Ah, oh, this is unfair. Hughes was there. Since 1950, how many red cards have been shown to the Scotland men's national team? So since 1950, how many red cards have been shown to the Scotland men's national team? Hold up your paper, Hugh. All right, Cooper, what are you going for? Um, I'll go with... Uh... Quick! 72. 
72 says Cooper 41 says oh. Hugh Keevans Ah, Cooper, that noise you hear is my heart breaking. It's 21. You were both miles above, and Hugh Evans has done you on the tiebreaker. He's pointing to the imaginary name on the back of his M&S shirt. He is delighted. <laughs> Hard lines, Cooper. You did, you did well. Everyone says it's harder on air. You got a four, which is just as good as you do at home. So, hard lines. Cooper. Yes. Cooper, quick question. Are you named after Davy? Yep. I thought that. It had yep. to be, didn't it? Yeah, it had to be. Excellent. How old are you then, Cooper? I'm 16 There we go I wonder there's going to be Within that certain range The name lives on It was the sad It was the anniversary Of the sad passing yeah. Was it the end of last week yeah, Till yeah, end yeah. of last week yeah, I think Yeah. Incredible Time flies unfortunately Anyway Cooper Close run thing Well done Since you beat him Tell Cooper about the time That Davy Cooper helped you Get out of a Rangers pub alive Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I, I did a tour with Davy Cooper And we had a question and answer thing And uh, a tour of pubs and we went into a well-known Rangers pub on Paisley Road West. And I said, to "Are Davey, there well-known Rangers pubs on Paisley Road <laughs> yeah, West?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are. Believe me. And I said to Davy, "We arrived there together. We leave there together. If anyone needs a comfort break, we go for a comfort break together." <laughs> Too much information. And at the end of the night, I thanked everyone for their good attention and uh, everyone had enjoyed the night. And uh, I said, on a personal, I thank you for your treatment of me. And a voice from the back said, you're not bleep out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and did you make it to the door all right at that point? I said to Davey at that point, start the car. Quite right. Cooper, <laughs> thank you very much for taking the time. 01419511025. Now, I did say we're looking very much ahead uh, to Sunday, Rangers against Celtic. But we're also reflecting on a big weekend in the SPFL. We've got our first league wrapped up. In fact, it's the first league in Britain to be wrapped up. It is Scottish League 2 and it has gone the way of Kelty Hearts I think we've known for quite some time they were going to win it worthy winners they did it at the weekend and the manager Kevin Thompson I caught up with him just before we came on air and he's been talking about the full journey what it's been like and we kicked off uh, quite simply by finding out about how it feels to be a league winner a league winning manager uh, with Kelty Hearts uh, Listen we're obviously delighted it's um, when we had the week and obviously approaching the last quarter we were Probably huffing and puffing to get over the line, to be honest. But at the same time, you know, winning titles and, and getting over the line is probably the hardest thing in footy. So we we had to be patient. We had to keep our standards high. We had to keep driving the squad. We had to keep utilising everybody. And, and I have to say, um, Saturday for, for what I've achieved as an individual, as a player, um, now as a manager, it was. Um, you know, I can't tell you how proud I am of everybody. Yeah, how does it compare? I was thinking that earlier on, you know, for everything you've achieved and at a very high level as well, now being the man in the dugout, how does the feeling compare? I think because I'm that type of person that I like to see everybody else as well, I think it's, it's so rewarding being a manager, um, you know, getting people to hopefully look up to you, hopefully respect you. Um, I think when you're a player, you're, you're quite selfish and obviously you you probably think quite a lot about yourself. Um, when you're a manager, you've obviously got to think about everybody. So I would say it's probably more rewarding being a manager than it is being an individual player. But listen, nothing nothing surpasses being a player in the buzz and the excitement of playing in big games and winning trophies and, you know, trying to be the best you can possibly be. But it generally doesn't change for me as a manager. It's the only good thing of being a manager is when you get success as a player, even though you're part of a team, I think when you're the manager and you get to see everybody else enjoy it, as much as they did on Saturday, how much it means to the committee and everybody behind the scenes, it just, it just makes it that extra bit special. 
I'm sure you would have taken the title at any stage if you had left it to the last day or whatever, but do you take any extra satisfaction from being so in control this season and having it wrapped up so early? Well, I think apart from goal difference, um, the first game of the season, I think we were sitting in second. Don't quote me on that, but I'm, I pretty much think after the second game of the season, we've been on top right the way through. So we um, to be 16 points clear with, with five games to go and, and be the only team in Britain to win the league by March. Um, obviously in the top leagues um, as such I'm pretty sure somebody will tell me that somebody's won one in, in the leagues below or whatever before us but um, for, for League 2 to the Premier League in England etc um, I think it, it speaks volumes how well the players have done In clubs of that size Kevin it's often about the community as well and what it means to everyone else that's involved what has it meant to everyone around the club this weekend? Listen, I can't tell you how special a club it is and I, I just I speak to Dean regularly, the, the general manager. Um, he's a kind of go-between for, for obviously myself and the players, etc. Um, keeps us in check, and, and, and the support that we've had, and how much it means to these people. Um, you know, they're there through the rain, sleet, and snow on a Tuesday night, helping move goals, helping making sure the players have got everything they need. It's you know endless. That, the gesture that they put on for when we got to the fifth round of the Scottish Cup for the free buses for the supporters, the they're putting the bus on for the wee ultras. I, I, I genuinely cannot believe it. And listen, I know other clubs will do it and, and everybody else will have their own stories, but I was thinking about Kelly and, and the, the back end and, and the people behind the scenes that, that deserve days like this. Um, I cannot tell you how, how delighted I am for everybody involved. What's it been like for you as well, personally? Because it's obviously early on in your managerial career. What, what's the, the challenge been like? And I'm sure you know you've taken bits and pieces from managers you've worked under. Have you had the chance to to pick people's brain as it's gone on? What's this whole thing been like for you as a journey? This has been a challenge. It's, um, we've obviously had COVID to deal with. We've we've had bad injuries. We've had a broken wrist to Jamie Bordonas with a broken ankle to Tam Riley in training on a Thursday night. We've had scenarios where we Connor Barron, everybody will know that he's obviously doing really well and we're obviously delighted for him, but you know, at one stage we hoped that we would keep the two Aberdeen boys and obviously you, you realise quite quickly the manager players and they're not actually yours, they can go back at any time really, uh, even though there is cut-off points, but we then have to, somebody that was pretty much starting and a massive part of our team week in, week out, we had to try and replace them. Um, so uh, and it, one thing I do know that in lower leagues when you're trying to get recruitment so probably the middle part of League 2 right up until the probably bottom end of the championship everybody's fighting for the same players and there is only a certain pool of players that are available so listen we've had to jump through hurdle after hurdle it's just, it's just the way the game is um, I've loved every minute here I, I, I wouldn't change anything um, I, I'm learning about myself every day I'm learning about the players I'm learning what's right what works what doesn't work um, and I want to keep on evolving and everybody knows I want to get to the top but I can't tell you how, how you know, chuffed and, and, and probably not naive at the same time in the respect that you know what these players have done for me um, the staff behind the scenes Jordy, my assistant manager Kevin McDonald and my, also my brother-in-law the training that he's put on to the players the link between him to, to, to myself to allow me to be the manager I, I, I cannot tell you how, how much support I've had it's, it's, it's been overwhelming listen I get the plaudits because I'm the manager but I'd rather everybody else gets the plaudits You've not even had the chance to finish the season never mind enjoy your summer holiday and, I, and I'm asking you to look further forward so forgive me but how do you feel in your own head now in terms of 
the excitement of taking Kelty into a new league and a higher division and a new challenge and also maybe considering what the next step is for you because with success no doubt will come attention in the summer your way how do you feel about your personal growth at this point? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm humble, I'm respectful, I work hard I'm, I'm fully committed to, to Kelly That's that I'll never ever waver I'm fully committed to the boys Listen, footy changes quite quickly Everybody knows that So I'm no naive to, to, to think And then listen, Kelly have been brilliant in that respect They knew when I, I took a risk leaving the job that I left That there'd be one day, hopefully through success That I would, I would move on But at the same time, you know, I've got a contract I'm fully committed We're planning, we have been planning We've had plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D We've, <laughs> we've had, had loads of different plans in place to try and obviously think about next year are we going to win the league are we going to be in league one are we going to get in the playoffs are we going to get through it are we you know and, and, and obviously the flip of that for, for us managers is you know when things aren't going as well for you you have to worry about getting sacked and then the club wanting somebody different and then wanting somebody better so um, when success does come along I think you would be naive not to, to enjoy it um, we've, we've tried to it's not been easy because um, obviously ultimately the success and the failure of the team comes on my head but at the same time um, I'm robust enough and thick skinned enough to, to know that um, there'll be a time where I'm under pressure as a manager um, the squad will be under pressure the team will be under pressure that might not be at Kelly it might be somebody, somewhere else but there will come a day that Kevin Thompson's under scrutiny and under pressure so we've enjoyed the boys every minute because they've, they've, I cannot tell you how much a breath of fresh air they've been Michael Tidzer has to be for the players that have played with one of the best captains you could ever inherit as a young manager as a young coach because he, he has been different gravy so listen there's been so many different parts that have made my job easier um, and, and listen I'd like to think there's a wee bit in there that the boys appreciate what I am and, and how I manage and, and how I've coached the players throughout the season added with the backing of obviously all my staff It's obviously hugely ambitious club and we've seen what you've done so quickly in the SPFL does it automatically become about Getting promotion again next year. I mean, is is that the size of the ambition at, at Kelty? Listen, we need to walk before we can run. Um, I think that needs to be the message to everybody. Um, it does grate in your skin a wee bit and, and makes you get your teeth when people only talk about budgets and that, that just automatically brings you brings you success. But one thing I do know about budgets, if I know anything about football, is it doesn't bring you camaraderie, it doesn't bring you a style, it doesn't bring you winning week in, week out. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. And I'm sure you won't mind me saving the final word for Max, your goal scorer, at the weekend. Just how fitting was that, Kevin, giving everything that's that's going on for him personally and in his, in his homeland at the moment? Listen, we, we live we live in a difficult world. We, we, we I think there's this old cliche to say that there's there's always more things to life than, than football. Um, I think football's been a massive release for the wee man. I think he's he's a credit to, to St. Johnson. He's a credit to his family. He's, he's minus the football player. I mean, he's, he's a wonderful boy. Um, we love him to bits. He's just he's just massive talent um, I think he's got a big future in the game and, and we've been lucky that, that Callum Davison and Stevie McLean trusted us with, with having the young players the same as Stevie Glass when he gave us Connor and Kieran um, the same with Jim Goodwin when he gave us Danny Finlayson so we, um, we're much appreciated to the people that have backed us with, with giving us the young players hopefully I've gave them a good platform we've given them a good platform um, but to score I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the, I don't, I'm not so sure you'd see a better heater anywhere in the country, um, anywhere in Britain, uh, let, let alone at, uh, at Kelly in League Two. So, um, listen, love him to bits, wonderful young man, um, and, and hopefully, hopefully, he'll, uh, he'll have a massive future in the game. Nice words about Max Kucherabi, but uh, when I listen to Kevin Thompson, I hear ferocious ambition. When I look at Kevin Thompson on television, I see ferocious ambition. 
he's perfectly pragmatic there he has enjoyed success with Kelty he is committed to Kelty but he knows and I know and you know one day there'll be an offer to go to a bigger club because he's a managerial talent. For goodness sake, Rory's in Fife. He's trying to enjoy his title winning celebration. You've already got his manager moved on. Rory, how good was the weekend? Um, I'm still struggling for words uh, to consider a lot of evening, guys. Um, you know what? It's at the start of the season, we kind of had the expectation, you know what, mid table, you know, fighting for those um, those playoff places. And as time went on, and we've seen how well the guys, the, the players, and the staff all kind of gelled together, we knew it was going to be a special season. And you know what? It, it, Saturday was just a fantastic day. Um, I had one eye on the the Annan and Albion Rovers game um, on the phone, and the other eye on on the game. And you know what? I didn't think we were going to do it. Obviously, Albion went two 0 up. Um, Annan clawed it back to make it two two. We score, Albion score, and you just think to yourself, all right, this is going to happen. It was fantastic celebrations, fantastic. Good crowd at New Central Park as well to see it as well. So, I mean, fantastic day and fantastic for the for the club, for all the, the directors, all the volunteers, myself included. I'm part of the media team. Um, it was just a fantastic day for everyone involved at the club. And... Who knows what can happen next? What what does happen next? I mean, the manager covered a lot of good ground when when I spoke to him earlier on. Everyone knows about the ambition. Does, does it become about keeping trying trying to climb, or or his phrase there about you know don't uh, you know walk before you can run sort of thing is is the mantra? How how do you you see the future? Well, I mean, listen, her uh, her sporting director Andrew Barman, um, he summed up in an interview with another. Um, another paper uh, a couple of months back we need to learn to be a self-sustainable club and not to emulate any of the the kind of previous clubs who went up and unfortunately went to the wall such as Gretna we now need to learn of the financial side of things make us self-sustainable which we'll be able to achieve in League One with higher attendances we'll be able to achieve by consistently improving the facilities at New Central Park as well as bringing in more commercial opportunities now we're in a higher league. So it's all about for the club to develop ourselves as a club on and off the pitch. And I think that's the most important aspect. So yeah, we might not you know, go for back-to-back promotions. It's certainly it's not the realm of possibility, of course, but we've got to be kind of pragmatic about it. We've got to think about it cleverly. And we've got to look at everything, not just let's go for another promotion we've got to think about the sustainability of the club now what do you think this says Rory about the, the pyramid system and some of the ambitious clubs that are, are waiting in the wings to be the next Kelty now I know they're all different right and, I, and I'm being very general here but what does this say about us opening the door as, a, as an SPFL and, and allowing ambition to flourish in this way well, I mean, Carrie summed it up in, in, this, in the start of the, the, the show. Um, that's now three clubs that now have progressed from the pyramid of Cove Rangers, who equally are flying high in League One and League One. You've got us who are now in League One. You've got Edinburgh City who have been consistent in League Two. You've now got Bonnerig and potentially the Highland League champions going to look at Cowden Beef, which... Looking on paper, you know, it could be another team that's coming back up to to the SPFL. So for me, 
the pyramid is a strong system and it needs developed more. There needs to be more kind of flu- fluidity of the pyramid system. There needs to be automatic relegation and promotion from Tier 4, Tier 5, down to the West of Scotland, down to your Tier 6s. There needs to be that system in place because it works in England from the National League into Division 2. Why can it not work in Scotland? And go on then, before we let you go, let Hugh Keevans, as the Grim Reaper, have his moment. Is someone going to try and poach your manager in the summer after a success like this? Um, I mean, the gaffer, he's a great guy. As a personal point of view, he knows what everyone does at the club. He appreciates it. He'll sit and talk to you just as if he's any old guy. From a footballing point of view, he's an exceptional manager. I don't think it'll be long before he takes a bigger role. I've kind of always said he'll get one or two clubs. We'll see what happens with those clubs before we see what Kevin does. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Rudy. I think um, I think you have been fantastic this season. I totally agree about the pyramid system. I, I believe that there also could be a, a playoff situation um, that goes on to allow more teams um, the opportunity to come in because you need to you need to earn the right to stay in the in the league. So that's for me. That that's the big point that the clubs need to earn the right to stay in the league, and it's not just a given. It gives these clubs like Kelty, Cove, Edinburgh City, all these ambitious clubs that want to progress um, the opportunity to play in league football um, but yes yeah, it's, it's a great moment for Kelly Hearts it's, it's great to see such a, a club like yourselves and again it's great to hear that you're forward thinking and looking at a self-sustainable club um, going forward because that's ultimately what you guys will need to do off the pitch but on the pitch I'm pretty sure if you can keep the majority of that squad together you will be a, a force to be reckoned when League One as well next season although to be fair I know there are clubs below the Lowland League that want more of an opportunity to get into that league maybe that's a conversation for another day thank you to Rory enjoy your celebrations well done to everyone at Kelty first team in Britain to wrap up uh, their title this weekend so well done to them I've got a full time teaser for the guys and more of your calls next taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are here it's 0141 it's that time of the night in fact it's a bit later than usual so you're, you've not got long to come up with the answers to this teaser it was Jerry and Erskine who sent it in thank you to Jerry since 2006 11 players have been capped for Scotland whilst playing for Hearts can you name them since 2006 11 players capped for Scotland whilst playing for Hearts Barry McKay not capped whilst playing for Hearts I think he's got one cap I think but it wasn't in his time at Hearts whilst playing for Hearts yes Oh, I mean, there are Shooter, some obvious. Shooter. Yes, Shooter. Uh-huh. there are some obvious ones in there. Come on, Craig Golden. Yes. Um... Eleven in total. Now this could rise to twelve. Should Craig Halkett get his chance oh, tomorrow? Okay. But not yet. Any other obvious ones? I don't like the silence. I must Stephen Naismith? Yes, there we go. All right, we'll leave it there. That was Jerry that sent that in. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's how you get involved. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Since 06, 11 players capped for Scotland. Whilst at Hearts, Gordon Souter, Naismith and eight others. Let's bring in Yvonne, who is a Rangers fan 
from your head and I think I'm right in saying Yvonne you've kind of got Scotland on your mind but, but kind of Rangers because those two things uh, overlap this week don't they? Yeah um, it's more I tend to I like Scotland games but um, I'm, my priority lies the Rangers mm-hmm. and it's the big good concern somebody mentioned I think it was Hugh mentioned earlier on about um, Callum McGregor maybe missing out the game mm-hmm. Um, to keep him fit or give him a break or rest for the old firm game well I'm the belief that maybe it should be the same for Ryan Jack because Ryan Jack's been through an awful lot of injuries and the worry that he plays a meaningless game for Scotland and ends up missing uh, Sunday which I think is a really important game for both the old firm anyway Yeah, yeah that's going to be an interesting one Cammy, because Yvonne probably speaks on well will speak on behalf of every Rangers fan that they don't want Ryan Jack to get injured tomorrow and miss Sunday however he didn't start the other night and he's trying to get back into the international he seems like one of the prime candidates to start tomorrow because he didn't start on Thursday yeah Yvonne's just made a great point there that probably Cal McGregor rests tomorrow night and Ryan Jack probably will come in and potentially play 70 plus minutes for his country because he's wanting to try and get back in the in the side and listen, see see if he comes out of that game unscathed and no injuries, no issues, then it's absolutely fine. I think as you, if you ask any player they want to play games of football, especially for your country, he will want to play but that just offers a, a risk with him playing that there's the opportunity of muscle strains or even in a tackle that he could get injured for such a big game for Rangers. So, yeah, again, that, that that's another element that you look at that Cal McGregor could be replaced by a Rangers midfielder and then there's the potential risk of any injury for Ryan Jack. We hear these things all the time, Hugh. You can get injured anywhere. You can get injured in training. You can get injured walking down the stairs, whatever. But Yvonne is right to raise Ryan Jack specifically because he has had a torrid time with injuries and he hasn't been able to get that clear run injury-free playing week in, week out. Yeah, I, you know, I think, again, that Stevie Clark is mindful of all of this. Stevie Clark has managed mm. at club level here. Uh, he knows the, the deal when it comes to a match of this importance between Rangers and Celtic uh, and he would not place any unfair burden mm. on any player um, I, I think an arrangement would be reached prior to these two friendlies that no player from Celtic or Rangers would be asked to play in both games and that's why I think Callum McGregor could sit this one out um, But Ryan Jack didn't start the other night so you think yeah. he's likely to play? He's likely to get some game mm. time um, but that may be of his own wish oh, I'm, I'm sure it will Ivana, it must be a tough one because like the guys have said Ryan Jack didn't start against Poland he has been out the Scotland squad he'll want to be to show Stevie Clark what he can do we might even be off to the World Cup in the autumn winter time so it's quite likely that he gets some game time tomorrow is it not? I totally agree with that like um, important for him to get to the World Cup but I think um if it's a game against Wales or the Ukraine, um, I'm jumping ahead. Um, the Ukraine, I can see the importance of it. But the fact, I think it's just the one in the fact that he does carry the injuries. Um, he does seem to be, he's such an important player for us. Um, and you notice when Ryan Jack's not playing, the difference in the team. And he just seems to solidify it and make the team a lot better when he's playing about mm. um, when he's here. Well, so, you saw you saw that in the last game of on when he came on at half time. I mean, I, I get that Celtic had the match won and, and wrapped up, of course, but 
it made a difference when he came on, didn't it? Yeah, he had the bar on that, and it just seemed to be it calmed the team down and gave them a bit more belief in themselves, which they shouldn't really need. But um, at that particular time, um, it, it made a difference. Mm-hmm. Look, Ryan Jack's not the first, and he won't be the last to be in this sort of club and, and country situation. Yvonne's priority Rangers, which is absolutely fine, but but you know this will be tough because Yvonne mentions, oh, if it was Ukraine or Wales, I would get it. If you are Ryan Jack or Craig Halkett or Ross Stewart or whoever, how do you let Stevie Clark know that you're the man to be picked when, when those games comes along if you don't get an opportunity tomorrow and take it? Again, I, I don't think that decision... Stevie Clark will make his own decision who he wants to play. He will be mindful of Rangers and Celtic playing and, and the magnitude of the game that's coming up, but ultimately I don't think that will dictate his decision he's he's got a job as a Scotland manager to go and win games and, and build momentum um, he's wanting to give players opportunities as you've just said there Gordon of being available to him if we do qualify for another major championship and putting ourselves in the frame which Ryan Jack will want to do well, he would have gone to the Euros if it wasn't for that injury look it, at the, that night in Belgrade the, the yep. lead up he was oh exactly he, he's, he's such a good player and he can be such a good player for Scotland listen see if Ryan Jack gets plays 90 minutes tomorrow night and, and comes out absolutely fine then there's no issue because there's enough rest time between now and Sunday and that won't be an issue for Ryan Jack the issue is is the, mm. the chance and the risk of injury but again you, you touched on it before you could get injured anyway you can get injured in training the Covid's about so there's loads of variables that can happen between now and Sunday and um, yeah I, I just think that Ryan Jack needs to take his opportunity if it's there for Scotland and, and put any injury doubts in the back of his mind which I'm sure he has Please tomorrow as a stormer is the star of the show and goes into the Celtic game on Sunday feeling a million dollars. Yep. That can happen. Mm. I can't believe Hugh Keevens is the one putting a positive spin on things. <laughs> what has happened to us? Yvonne, thank you for taking the time. Look after yourself. Thank you. Thanks, Yvonne. That was Yvonne in Muirhead. Uh, let's speak to Stevie Clark. Not speak to him. Let's hear from him on that topic. He says he is ready to rotate the team tomorrow night. That might not be the news Yvonne wants to hear. Uh, but he says he does want to be fair to the players and give some of them a chance against Austria. It doesn't have much riding on except that you're playing for your country and you want to win. We want to continue the, the run that we're on. Uh, and obviously the the key games are still in front of us. The competitive matches in June are, are going to be massive for the country and everybody wants to be involved, which is great. Looking at the bigger picture and in terms of fairness to the players in the squad more than anything, uh, take, taking out the, the, the club issues is, is a game where I, I'll probably rotate a little bit more than I would do for a second game of an international break. I think that was always going to be the case, Hugh, wasn't it? Two, don't let Stevie Clark hear you say they're meaningless. Uh-huh. Is there ever such a thing? But an international break that was supposed to be so meaningful until yeah. the world took over and far more important things than football. And especially this one being the second of those games. It's not the fundraising event at Hamden, which was important and was very uh-huh. well attended against a side who could not be more disinterested you would imagine yeah. unless there is an element there that they want to show this you know the potential new manager what, what they're capable of but um, if you can't give Craig Halkett or Xander Clark Liam Kelly not at the same time a chance tomorrow then when do you? Yeah exactly uh, Ross Stewart recommended that category as yep. well uh, give him some game time see what he can do um, I just think that the, the fixture for the, the players who lost to Wales uh, 
at the weekend. This is as appealing as a cold Wiener Schnitzel to Austria. So I, I think that we're in a good place right now. There's a freshness about us. There's a, an optimistic outlook. Uh, I just think that no matter the team that Stevie Clark picks, it will be more intent on winning than the, mm. the players they are facing. Okay, let's check in on this teaser sent in by Jerry. Since 2006, 11 players have been capped for Scotland. Topical, see what we did there. Oh, uh, whilst okay. playing for Hearts, now Craig Alcott might join the list, but as it stands, it's Gordon, Souter, Naismith. You got any here? David Templeton? No. I've got Lee Wallace? Yes. Stephen Presley? Yes. Christoph Bearer? Yes. Paul Hartley? Wonderful. One, two, three, four to get. We will get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home stretch with Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell. It's 0141-951-1025. If you want to join in, and you can, of course, tweet as always at Clyde SSB. Now, the full-time teaser is a good one. It's topical. And uh, it's got the guys racking their brain. I think it's the perfect level of difficulty where they're getting them, but they're a bit stuck at various points. So since 2006, 11 players have been capped for Scotland whilst playing for Hearts. Craig Gordon, John Souter, Christoph Berra, Stephen Naismith, Lee Wallace, Paul Hartley, Stephen Presley. Uh, John McLaughlin. Yes. I can't believe you got that before the resident goalie. Sorry. There we go. Um, Okay, three more. What are you thinking? Along which lines? Hearts players that played for Scotland. Don't say that, it's too obvious. You'll have played against them all, Cammy, I reckon. One of them only got one cap and quite a significant name in association with Hearts, this guy. I'll leave that. Gary Locke? No. Since 2006, remember... So he must have just sneaked in. I'll leave that. Gary McKay? No. Not since 2006. No. Come on. We're getting worse here. <laughs> right, Simon is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. It's your title to, title to throw away now, Simon, surely. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you all doing? Um, just before I go on, just want to say, uh, got a cami there. Thank you for 2012. Still the best goalkeeper performance I've ever seen in the person. So, absolute legend. Thanks, mate. Was it not just, in fact, it was, the, it was the anniversary. Well, it's always League Cup time, isn't it? So, it was the anniversary last week. Years. Someone yep. um, tweeted in that day to say, next time Cammy's on the show, can you give him a kiss? I'll leave that to you. Come I'm on. taking absolutely <laughs> no part in that whatsoever. Is that just because of COVID, Gordon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, listen, I'm going to move on before we get either of us into trouble. He, he's got highlights in his hair now, Simon. He's, he's Cover come, the grey. Cover so the grey. Sta- standing here with a, a, a boy band member. <laughs> he says the same Brilliant. about you, to be fair. Uh, right, Simon, come on. A significant day, wasn't it, in the, the Championship title race on Saturday? Yeah, it has been. There's been a few of them, um, but we've just never really been in a position to take advantage of it. Um, somebody was sharing these stats on the internet. I can't take credit for them, but ever since Dick Campbell did the interview where he said that yeah, our both are going for the title, they've taken eight points from the lat the twenty one that were available, and Kelly have taken nineteen. You know, I think there was just a a little bit of maybe arrogance uh, seeping in, and I think that Kilmarnock have just finally found that little bit of a little bit of a groove. A groove I don't think we would have found if we hadn't got rid of Tommy Wright and brought in Derek McInnes. Um, 
it's interesting because if you look at the midfield of the team we're playing, it's uh, mainly pretty much Tommy Wright signings. You'll Blair Olsen, John McGinn. Uh, John McGinn, I wish. Uh, Stephen McGinn. Um, <laughs> no disrespect, Stephen, if no you're listening. Stephen, no. But um, you know, they've been playing really well. Olsen looks like a completely different player the last few months. Um, we're playing with Fraser Murray in the left. You know, it's it seems to be kind of these players have, have, have taken their game up a level, and I think that's what you get when you get a you know a really good manager. On Saturday, it was probably one of the comfort, uh, most comfortable performances of the season. Um, the scoreline doesn't reflect that, but the I w- you were sitting there for you know twenty twenty five minutes in the second half, just thinking you know this could be anything, and we were just playing without any threat. We switch off at a corner, and you know it makes the the game more nervy than it needs to be. But you know the way we're performing, as I say, nineteen points in the last twenty one points available. That is that's title winning form at the right time. I'm not getting ahead of myself. It's still going to be a lot of difficult games to go. Um, but if we go to, you know, we're going to Greenock on Friday night. I've uh, already won there this season. If we win that game, you know, we're going as seven points clear. With us both going to Partick Thistle on the Saturday, you know, piles, piles mm-hmm. more pressure on them. So I think we've just got to keep going the way we're going. And, you know, I'm not being arrogant about it, but being confident. Cammy, you were there at the weekend, I think, weren't you? Yeah. Rugby Park. Um, how significant was Saturday's combined results, Kilmarnock and their both, um, for the, the destination of the title? Yeah, massive. Saturday was a huge, I think, a defining moment in the championship. Um, listen, there's still a long way to go, um, but the form that Kilmarnock have found themselves in in the last um, month or so has been phenomenal. They've hit the ground running at the right time. Simon's just touching it there, I think. The board that Kilmarnock made the decision at the right time, things weren't working the way they wanted it to under Tommy Wright, um, and it just it, it, there was there was sticky patches throughout the season. I've seen them a lot, and and they were very uh, there was just no fluidity in their play. Um, again, it looked very laboured and quite slow. I've watched them in the last few weeks. It's been fast. It's, it's much more energy Derek McInnes has brought to to the Kilmarnock side, and there's not been a lot of change in personnel. Obviously, Lafferty's came in and made a huge difference. He's he's a big difference maker for Kilmarnock. But the weekend just, just loves scoring goals at the end of the season, doesn't he? The uh, first half of the season is not a, not of any interest. Just pops up at the end of every season. That, that's why he gets so many moves. I mean, that's that's ultimately he does the business when he needs to do the business, and um, I'm sure Kilmarnock fans will be quite happy that he does the business. Between now and the end of the season, then sort out his future when Kilmarnock are back in the Premier League. That's that's absolutely fine for all Kilmarnock fans because that's where they need to be. And and again, I think they're on the right route. And Derek McInnes was the right choice of manager, so the board need to take a lot of credit for that. And I think Derek McInnes put a burden on himself when he took the job because this is a man who won a cup with Aberdeen, turned down the Rangers job, and. You know, when he took over at Kilmarnock, everyone's saying, well, he ought to, given, we're back to that word budget, given the budget, he ought to get up. So he took the burden on his own shoulders. Uh, and, you know, the Simon said, it's a, a naughty one on Friday night. Morton under Dougie Emery have done exceptionally well. He's doing uh, really a very good job there his first job in his own right as a manager so it's it's a hurdle for Kilmarnock to get over but if they do get over it uh, then you know, I think Derek McInnes will have proved that the bet he took on himself was a successful one 
I'm going to have to take you on on the Dick Campbell as arrogant claim, Simon. He's everyone's favourite other manager. And uh, I just wonder if you're being a bit harsh. He was obviously going to be asked week in, week out, are you getting promoted? What happens, you know, we're both win the league? And up to a point, they tried, they kept saying, oh, we just want to focus on on the league. There, there had to become a point where he just acknowledged the, the position his team was in, did they not? Yeah, I understand that. I still hope our both go up via the playoffs. Uh, nothing against Dick Campbell or our both. I think it was the game against Kilmarnock where they beat us. They went five clear. Uh, on the BBC and he's doing the little dance you know getting the chorus going behind our both fans doing the five fingers up that they were five points clear at that point I think it was that kind of thing that maybe spurred the Kilmarnock fans on a little bit to be like well and maybe the players to be like you know this isn't this isn't on I don't think they are both fairy tale. maybe I'm just being bat, uh, bitter about it but they pay good money they're a part time team but they pay really good money to the players it's not as much a fairy tale as Leicester or anything like that as people are talking about. But you know, as a as a fan of a team who haven't really been a, a bit like Motherwell yourself, Gordon, they're a bit like a middling team. Nobody's really got anything negative or too positive to say about them. They're just kind of in the, a bit meh. And uh, to be the the bad guys and to be like the team who nobody wants to get promoted, I think the Kilmarnock players and the fans are a bit thriving in that. You know, Kyle Lafferty, who isn't really flavour of the month to many people in Scotland, um, he is just, you know, there's only so much you can say about him. I always had an opinion on him of being a certain way that was completely wrong. You know, he, he runs his heart out. On Saturday, it was actually Cameo will be able to, to confirm this. On Saturday, he took quite a bad knock to the back. Uh, I think it was the you know Thistle centre back Holt went into a tackle and need him right in the base of his back and Kyle's had the kind of problems with that recently. He had to he was down for a, a wee while and he had to take a couple of tablets and stuff and the Partick Thistle fans were saying things that weren't exactly complimentary and telling him to go away. And then but maybe three or four minutes later he you know steps up and hits that free kick uh, that that ends up being the first goal. So he certainly steps up at the right times, doesn't he, Simon? I'm going to have to leave it there because we're pretty much out of time, and you obviously move in the wrong circles. Loads of people have nice things to say about Motherwell, but we'll pick up on that another time. Quickly on this teaser, we really are counting down the clock. Gary Mackay Stevens? Nope. <sighs> Close, but not quite. We're going to need some clues here, Gold. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. As a new at Sheffield Wednesday. No at. Yeah. Plays right back, up front, midfield, everywhere. Oh. Sometimes has a moustache that Hugh Keevans used to have. Patterson. Oh. Callum Patterson. Yep. What about someone that's still at Hearts but is not a player? I mean, come on, seriously. Oh, Robbie Nielsen. Robbie Nielsen, oh, one cap. Oh, man, well. Wow. And the yeah. last one, centre-back, also played for Rangers, Dundee United, St. Mirren. Uh, um, he's, a, he's at St. Mirren as a coach now. I think you might be right, yes. Yes, you've coached. Oh, why can't I remember his name? Come on. Andy Webster. Andy Webster. Oh, so Andy, Andy Webster. Well done to Martin and East Kilbride. He won the tickets to the night with Chris Sutton, Martin O'Neill, Lambert, McNamara, Moravchik, all there as well. SEC Armadillo, Sunday 29th of May. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster, but everyone who makes it onto the phones this week, each night, goes into the hat to win some tickets for that one. So thank you, Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans. Scotland in action tomorrow. I'm sure something will come up in the build-up to a big weekend in the Premiership as well. So join us from six with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna and Callum Gallagher is up next.